0: Go there now yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis, knowing you, George Brundle, uh-huh. Oh,
1: hold on a second. I haven't I nope. haven't rendered yet.
0: Oh. Okay. I yeah. thought you were going to do what you were doing before I hit record, which I do not no. want in the actual show.
1: I'm just on last gen hardware over here So I've not fully popped in at yeah, the moment
0: Yeah, sure It's like getting out of yeah. a, an elevator in Mass Effect 1
1: Yeah, yeah, basically I'm sure Good I'll times. come in eventually,
0: though Yeah Hey,
1: Larry Hey, what? Cyber Cyberpunk 2077 is still a fucking thing
0: We dodged Every a week... bullet with that, it turned out
1: <laughs> Yeah, we did Every week there's something new and i'm getting real tired of it uh but this week it's that it has been outed that cd project red did not show any footage of the game running on playstation 4 or xbox uh one hardware
0: well it's not even they straight up did not send any for review either
1: that that as well yes Uh, i was going to get to that but Deceptively uh, marketing their product So when people then ended up buying it And you know characters would not render in Or you would get the long distance version of cars When you're like right up next to them Like people had no way of knowing that Before release So they're offering refunds now Because they kind of have to Otherwise this is going to be a real big
0: problem Which is also kind of a problem if you bought a disc copy of it Because uh, they're saying like Contact the retailer to try to get a refund Which (laughs) they yeah. won't they won't refund you for an open disc copy uh, i had yeah, mentioned the retailer this to you tells before. you to go to hell yeah then so. you have
1: to contact uh, cd project Red's email that they had given out and also especially at this refund.
0: at this time of year don't even bother with that like don't don't make those people's job any more difficult than it already is like people working retail just just email cdpr
1: yeah. look even then they just put their dev team under crunch Now they're putting their like human resources Like sales department teams under uh, crunch uh, Having to deal with this shit So
0: yeah, everyone
1: well, gets to work overtime Over at CG, CD Project Red
0: Well if I was working um, At uh, their HR Or PR department or something And I had seen anything about this game I probably would have been preparing For this because it was an inevitability
1: Yeah Preparing your resume, you mean, to work at literally any other company
0: Oh, that too um, But yeah. I also appreciated how, I don't know if you saw this, but um, IGN put it, put up a separate review for the yep. like, current chin ones And the thumbnail is just like the PS1 level character model <laughs> that hasn't popped in yet
1: so I was looking at a Twitter thread where somebody had retweeted that because they gave it a 4, uh, which for IGN Ooh. is a very, very bad uh, score for a game to get. I still think that's probably being too charitable, given everything that is wrong with that version of the game. But yeah. I haven't played it, so I can't, I can't put a score down on that. I don't have that first-hand experience. But to me, 4 seems a little high. Whatever, it's still very low for IGN. But of course, that thread is full of people who just have to white knight Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red because they've attached their identity to a game for eight years, and then it came out and fucking ruined their lives. Yeah, like yeah. there's there's one. Um,
0: uh...
1: I'm not going to out Twitter accounts, but this thing saying, uh, "Oh, trouble was it." Sorry scroll up Uh, There's, How do you give a review score when they haven't even finished patching the game They said they're going to fix it At least wait till they finish what they're going to do to the game before trashing it It's I'd out like
0: to, <laughs> I'd like to dig through that person's post history And like look at what they've said about something like Anthem Or Destiny or something like that You know
1: Yeah like, but there's a lot of stuff like that, of like that sort of the defense that people are coming at it with too is that, like, well, the game's not finished because it's not patched, except it's a product you can buy. So yeah, they put you're it out there and they're charging money. Not review
0: it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You have to close that loop. That's the point of doing a review. Like, sure. if, you, if you are covering games and new releases and you're reviewing them, then you're responsible to review a new product. Also, like not to have it come out and be like, we'll review, we'll get to this in a couple of months.
0: You know, like, I've been playing a Hard Space Shipbreaker uh, I don't know if I ever actually brought it up on here But uh, I've had, like, crashes with that And, like, weird performance issues and stuff But you know what? On the Steam page, that says Early Access So I knew what I was getting into Yeah. Uh, also, oh, still yeah. not as what many problems early as access on the box?
1: <laughs> That'd be pretty good Right above the MSRB The what? The, uh, the, uh, I don't know I've got mouth diarrhea The rating,
0: put it above the rating ESRB. Um, Yes, Arby Yes, Arby, thank you So, there was also a Digital Foundry video Where they looked at the PS5 And Xbox Series X running it And found that it mostly just brute forces All of the issues
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which is good If you have a current gen console Then congratulations, it's still not going to Look as good as the PC version, obviously And there's still going to be plenty of like Playability bugs in it uh, But that made yeah. me think like now I might actually just rent it because at least I know it will run well enough And then like just weird bugs like characters standing up in cars pantsless um, Or the bad writing might just kind of be funny instead of infuriating Would hope Yeah But like yeah, I was not I going did. to deal with a terrible frame rate which I knew would probably be the case yeah
1: i mean the stuff that i was seeing uh coming out of digital foundry as well was that the base like the ps4 xbox one base consoles are running this thing sometimes at like 10 15 frames a second oh yeah Uh, it looks like an it looks like a nintendo 64 game not just in the frame rate but in like the actual quality of character models before (laughs) they pop in fully like it boy it's rough
0: yeah but even i don't when running on PS5 versus Xbox Series X, there are some weird differences. Like, the Xbox version apparently sometimes just, like, hangs for a few seconds when driving mm. around, like it's loading in something. Um, and in general, the Xbox frame rate seems a little bit lower than the PS5 uh, because it's higher quality, but it also does allow a locked 30 frames per second mode with, a, like, higher graphical options. But... There are also just differences in general, like, um, Xbox has better shadows and, like, higher population density, which is strange. I don't know.
1: God, this whole thing is just so weird. Like, the amount of variance between how it runs and how it displays on just various platforms. Yeah. And this whole time, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it, thinking, like, you know, Demon Souls and like Miles Morales looked fucking good. Oh yeah, and they ran perfectly smooth, and yeah. like everything I see of Cyberpunk, which is a game developed, like, development on that had to have started years ago, and they could not get this thing running smoothly or looking consistently between consoles. Yeah, and like that's a, that's the a thing too. That's a part of how deceptive this has been uh, on CG Project Red's part. Is uh they they had like an investor meeting and this was reported on like in late February, or not February, I'm sorry, uh, November, because they had brought up like the performance on you know, at that at that point it it was just last gen hardware, like the PS5 had only been out for a couple of weeks. But they were saying, uh, quote, of course, a bit lower on pros, but surprisingly good, I would say for such a huge world. Hmm. Uh so even to investors they were trying to sell the game As running better than it actually did
0: Yeah Um God <laughs> Jesus Christ What a mess Yeah so
1: like I you know I'm still like, th- Probably this going to wait on like an actual
0: This is what yeah. we were talking about Before it came out That they probably yeah. just shouldn't have put it On last gen hardware Which I, I know not. they they have to because They would be missing sales. Except then of course it turns out, well, those people are just gonna refund it. So Yeah. Too bad. So
1: I think that the, the figure that I had seen was of forty percent of pre-orders were for like physical copies of the game as well. Mm-hmm. I think that includes like pre-orders for like PC, so there would be a more significant chunk there where obviously it's just digital. Yeah but
0: PC is something That's, like, it's like 98% digital at this point, obviously Yeah,
1: like, I don't know that there are physical PC copies of Cyberpunk I out don't there I
0: I'm not sure that even exists I, uh, Yeah, I'm not sure I, I would sometimes but, get, um back when Gamers Club was still a thing at Best Buy, RIP I, I would get physical copies of PC games And a lot of times it was just a case with a code in it
1: Yeah but and hey, and so even even then off. I would, yeah, even then I would wonder if that's the case. Uh, yeah, but you, you'd have to think if, if it's forty percent of those pre-orders are on disc, then how how much of that forty percent is specifically PlayStation Four and Xbox One owners, and not people who knew that they were going to have next-gen consoles lined up at that point in time. Yeah, and like even on PC, the the way that you're going to run the game. Like smoothly and consistently Is if you have like top of the line hardware Like it's still very demanding on PC Yeah So I
0: Yeah I kind of feel that they
1: maybe should have Delayed the game again And have just shifted their priority To like the current Gen hardware and getting it out On that Yeah. Uh, But then I understand the install base wouldn't be that Good because obviously people are still having a lot of Trouble getting hold of Playstation 5's And Series X's so It's a shitty position To kind of be in Where you have this game and you know it's not going to run well On last gen hardware And you know your install base is not going to be good On next gen hardware So what do you do? And the answer that CD Projekt Red went with Is lie to investors and misrepresent the game
0: Yeah, sure Makes sense It's all fucked I mean in some ways this is kind of similar to the Witcher 3 situation Which when it came out required top of the line PC stuff And it Mm. was kind of a mess on consoles And they got that straightened out But at that time like of course the PS4 was pretty new And so like it's not quite the same as trying to run this new game on very old hardware Yeah Yeah, I don't think it will ever get like to an acceptable state on like base PS4
1: So, bringing up Witcher Three and kind of the timing when that game came out, uh, I'd watched. Uh, we brought him up a, a few times on the podcast, Modern Vintage Gamer, uh, and he did a short video about this whole thing. This with, guy with uh, the representing the game. Yes. Okay. The one, the one who looks like he's my older, more successful brother. Like I, mm. I, at this point, I sort of look like a younger, unsuccessful version of him. <laughs> Which okay. is unfortunate, uh, but yeah, he had. Um,
0: I like look more he, like Vinny Caravella every day of my life.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, like like Vinny yeah, Caravella is a handsome dad.
0: That's true. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Well, but, you, no, you can he... pick Vin, Vinny Caravella or Steven Soderbergh. Either way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, no, Steven Soderbergh and Vinnie Caravella went through the uh, teleportation machine from the fly and you came out?
0: Yeah, basically. Oh,
1: sick. Uh, yeah, so he had brought up like, or, well, he was saying, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this happen before. I can't think of a time where something like this happened. Except I can. This reminds me of Arkham Knight. Oh yeah. Where the PC version of that game was being misrepresented as having graphical features that were not present in that version of the game. Mm -hmm. that the pre-release footage of that was running better than the PC version actually ran at. And so what they had to end up doing was start issuing refunds for the game on PC, which at that point in time was less an easy thing to do than it is now. Steam had not really, you know, they hadn't integrated their refund system yet until that game. That I remember is... It it coincided with them saying, like, hey, we're offering refunds through Steam now. Maybe there's a game you guys might want to get your money back on. I don't know. Uh and now that system, like, it, it runs so smoothly on there that you can honestly get refunds on games that you should be able to get refunds on. Yeah. I've played a few games where like it falls outside the <laughs> two hour window. Cause you know, you can only play the game for Two hours or less and then you can get Refunded and you can't have the game in your library For more than I want to say like a week or two And I've had times where like I've refunded a game I played like four hours They don't Ooh. care you put the request in And they're, they're, there's, someone's over there just hitting a button Trying to get through it all
0: Also but, yeah. I, I'm not going to say this is anything New because like launch of 360 That, that was where like the term Bullshot came from Of course the Killzone demo and Stuff like that yeah. Uh, Look look at these screenshots of Madden On 360 of Fight Night and stuff And like well to be fair Fight Night Did look really good when it came out But it still did not look yeah. like those screenshots Um, I mean I, I guess it's To
1: The credit of Arkham Knight being Such a forgettable game That people within the same generation Are not bringing that up in relation To Cyberpunk because it is a very Similar thing from, from what I see yeah, uh, But yeah, it's, it's not like bullshot is a new thing I, I don't know why some people are acting like this is the, the first time This is the gravest thing that a video game company has ever done It's
0: really not and This is just what happens when a hype train gets out of control For a game that really should not have one that big yeah. to begin with Like, Well again, people attaching their identity to it Yeah, well also just Look at the type of game it is, it's a janky RPG from a European studio This is like if Gothic 3 was like the most hyped game in the world (laughs) or something And you had like Rockstar cans dedicated to like (laughs) Technomancer Or whatever the newest game from Piranha Bites or Spiders is Uh, is... It's 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 just just a weird thing
1: It's still just a wild thing to kind of watch unfold Because like I, I... I had no expectation that the thing would be anything other than just a video game. Yeah, and it sounds like at best that's what Cyberpunk is. It's just it's a it's a video game. Yeah, it doesn't do anything that's particularly like it's not going to revolutionize the industry or anything like that. It sounds like a very pretty looking version of Deus Ex.
0: Yeah, they made an open world Deus Ex basically.
1: That sounds fun. I would like to enjoy that game when they put it on like the PlayStation 5 proper and hopefully have a lot of this stuff ironed out in, like, I don't know, two years. They say that's happening Maybe. in 2021, and I do not believe that. I don't either. Yeah. You well, had to be a fool to buy I, into that.
0: My, my prediction, actually, is that it will happen, except when they do that, it will have a whole new batch of bugs in it. And so then oh, it will take a further like year or so to actually yeah. get that working well.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's been your re- your weekly update on Cyberpunk 2077. Right. Uh, it's still a fucking disaster. I can't wait until we do the uh, Golden Grimmies. because I had I had this all planned out for worst developer and biggest shitstorm. And Worst Game, and they were all going to different people, so everyone had their own little... Everyone had a chance to shine. And now, the more that I'm looking at Cyberpunk, I'm thinking, like, it's all just Cyberpunk, though, isn't it? Like, every category is just Cyberpunk.
0: Uh, I feel like you like should still worst... spread it around, but... Uh, yeah, I should kind still of...
1: spread it around, yes. But, like, the, the the turning point for me was Worst Game, because I had a different one lined up uh, that maybe is a bit more unexpected, And then I saw all the stuff about Cyberpunk on the PlayStation 4, and that got me thinking, like, actually, maybe Cyberpunk is the worst game of the year. On that, on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One base hardware, just the way that that thing runs, I'm not sure anything else came out this year, uh, at least nothing significant, that runs that bad yeah you know I'm I sure there's a bunch of, of like real d- dinky games that you probably have never heard of that run terrible like that, but like none that like, oh, I know what that game is, of course,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: God, anyway, uh speaking of unmedicated disasters, do you want to talk about the game awards? uh, sure, I guess, congratulations to the last of us part two for winning literally everything what. Yeah.
0: Who could have seen this coming?
1: I can't believe it. D- Druckman does it again. Ah! Final Fantasy VII won a couple of things, though, so that's nice, I guess.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, I thought you were mostly going to talk about the reveals because, guess what, baby? New Perfect Dark. It's happening, yes. which everybody knew so... actually, but <laughs> whatever.
1: So, the Game Awards is just a circle jerk, basically. It's just... Yeah, it always just, has been. It's Yeah, it, it's that same group just jacking each other off every year. And, like, I've I've no illusions that the Game Awards is anything other than that. I'm not taking it seriously as an actual award show. Neither should you, and neither should anybody. Uh, but the thing that makes me come to the Game Awards is the, the thing that makes like, me actual come. reveals. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sitting at the top of the lighthouse watching Which... the Game Awards. <laughs> yeah, my cum just dripping through the grating. Yeah, just smoking sca- up, S- Perfect
0: dark. Staring at Jeff Keeley rotating around hypnotically, <laughs>
1: <laughs> lying Spilled naked on your some seed. rocks. Yeah, Ujimas biting at my bowels hmm. Um, no, I like I mostly come for like the the new game reveals and everything, as I suspect most people do at this point. And then you just have a, a subset of, of weirdos who. Like to get mad about who won awards even though it's completely predictable who's going to win awards. Like of course, The Last of Us Part Two was going to win a bunch of shit. That probably realistically shouldn't have, but whatever, who cares? New Perfect Dark. Look.
0: Yeah. it's um I don't bother watching the awards now. I just wait until it's over and then go and look. Like, hey, where are the new trailers? Yeah. What popped up? All right, perfect dark, cool. Uh, I did not
1: actually know about who won what Until I had a YouTube video running in the background While I was playing Spyro the Dragon
0: I don't know, there was a good video that was like Best racing game, The Last of Us Part 2 Best fighting (laughs) game, The Last of Us Part 2 There was also a new uh, new trailer for uh, Yosefare's new game uh, Our special boy from uh, uh, A Way Out I forgot what it was called uh, that one looks pretty good. Yeah. What else was there? What were the hot reveals? Uh,
1: Sephiroth me. is in is in no, Smash Brothers. They care. did it.
0: Yeah, he killed Mario. He but next up, he wh-
1: stabbed Mario. What the fuck?
0: More more Fire Emblem characters, just what we need. Yeah. More anime swordmen.
1: Sephiroth is my favorite Fire Emblem Awakening character.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're one step closer uh, to Smash Brothers becoming air guys. Which is what yes. I really want
1: That'd be pretty good Just make another air guys I'd be Smash way more Brothers in that. God
0: bless the ring
1: <laughs> I My timeline is now rotten with Sephiroth uh, Because of course a bunch of people I follow Are way into Smash Brothers So that's great Good for them I couldn't care less Time to unfollow um, <sighs> That's half the people I follow. That's Twitter Twitter sure. is gonna have nothing on it now.
0: Trim it down. It's just gonna be, just gonna be Dylan
1: tweeting about Gex <laughs> nonstop. That's like all I'll distill it down to is just that one account.
0: Gex and the surge. He is playing the surge right now, by the way. So I've read you noticed.
1: he likes that one boss that nope. appears like five times. No, I mean
0: like right right game. now as we speak. Oh, he is on currently? Steam playing Great. the surge.
1: I wish I was playing the surge right now.
0: Uh, Wish I had a surge yeah, yeah. right now
1: Oh, that'd be good uh, Yeah, I don't... What else did they announce?
0: I don't know, that's why I was asking you, I don't remember well, I just I remember Perfect Dark and the, uh, just the two of us uh, They had a new yeah. trailer for Resident Evil, right?
1: I don't think that they did, but I know that they put out pictures from the game today And then of course there's, because of the Capcom hack Apparently the whole plot of that game has now been leaked online uh so I have to very carefully navigate the internet for the next four or five months. Yeah. Possibly longer. I don't know. They still don't have a release date on that thing. Like again, it it's rumored that it's April as part of that leak as well, but who knows?
0: Oh right, there uh, there were uh, not one but two possible uh, Left 4 Dead likes. Uh, there was the Evil Dead game, oh, right. which looks yeah. surprisingly good, actually. Yes, um, it does. And Back 4 Blood, which is Turtle Rock's Left 4 Dead like. So I am less
1: interested in that, considering Turtle Rock's recent output with Asymmetric. Uh, uh, huh? Just thinking about it. I'm just thinking about like evolve. And and how I, that whole but
0: also I don't really went. blame them for evolve, I guess. because it started. I out blame good. them.
1: I blame them for the 2.0 version of evolve. What whatever they call that thing. No, that, I can't that's remember. exactly
0: why I don't because they like had to try to do something to it to try to get the player base up, and then they had to simplify it because everybody complained that it was too difficult to understand or play because they're stupid.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, there was the uh the thing from the Dead Space guy, which is apparently in the PUBG universe.
1: All right, not interested in that either. <laughs> then I guess
0: I don't know. It uh, might be fine. I have no idea no, why the... it's supposed to be in the PUBG universe. Yeah. Uh, what the...
1: even is the PUBG universe? It's just a I don't know derelict island, some blown out houses.
0: Girl with purple Picked hair an and tank top, like the the guy with the welder mask. He's the main character of the PUBG universe. He's the Tony Stark
1: Yeah. Is there even like lore to PUBG? I oh, don't know, probably. They explained what's going on with it.
0: Uh there's also Disco Elysium, the final cut, was announced. Uh so that's so coming I've to still consoles. Not played,
1: I've still not played Disco Elysium, but I think that coming out to consoles might be the thing that actually gets me to come around and actually start that thing. Good,
0: finally. You can pay sixty dollars yeah. for a two year old game at that point. Um, well,
1: I'm probably going to wait until it comes down I'm not going to pay 60 bucks.
0: But I actually don't know if it's 60 or not It will it might just be 40 like it was on PC um... Yeah Oh right Arc 2 with Vin Diesel <laughs> What a weird thing
1: Yeah I like but... to imagine Vin Diesel's actually sitting down at the computer Just pumping out code for it
0: <laughs> I mean, hard to be be hard to be worse than the actual ARC developers, who are maybe worse grifters than CD Projekt Red, because at least yeah. CDPR like did produce a game. They did. Ark. Took them eight years. But it, they Ark, did. It. Ark, uh, still some would say, is not finished, uh, despite moving on to ARC Two. Uh, God. That was and,
1: another. Uh, oh, I ghost Ghosts and Goblins. It, but that was a.
0: There's the the new William, Ghosts what? and Goblins.
1: That completely went under my radar. They're making a new Ghosts and Goblins. Yes. Oh, all right. I might have to look into that when this podcast is over. It's,
0: it's like a it's two D, kind of like the PSP one they did. It was a Ghosts mm. and Goblins Resurrection. Um, there was a new. There was that trailer for Returnal, which started with the door that made it look like PT, which then Sony removed the door segment <laughs> when they put it on YouTube. <laughs> They knew. Yeah. Wasn't
1: there so wasn't there speaking of PT, that like rumor that Konami was doing something like that and that it would probably be announced during the game awards, or am I just making up the game awards part
0: of that? I think you're just making up the game awards part of it. Okay. There there was talk about something from Konami possibly I being a New be. Silent Hill. Then,
1: Yeah. I mean um, also I don't know why Keeley would run a Konami thing. It seems that he does not care for Konami considering what they did to his boy.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, Oddworld Soulstorm is coming out in spring. All right. Yeah, that's good. Um, I am looking
1: forward to that. Even though my experience with the New and Tasty was not great, and Exodus had that bug that made me unable to finish it when I got halfway through.
0: Well, that's your problem. It um, is my
1: problem. I'm still going to buy Soulstorm though.
0: And then, uh, the main thing is, or the last big thing is. Mass Effect is coming back Well it's been so long Since Mass Effect 3 Was there something in between? I don't think so You're imagining that
1: So this is actually funny to me Because I had watched like uh, You know people take clips From the Bombcast And upload them to YouTube I was like letting them autoplay Like a few days ago And it got to the one Where they were talking about And Brad bringing up Like all the sequel stuff That they set up in it And how now none of that Will ever happen (laughs) Because the game was doing so poorly, and then like two days later, there's a new Mass Effect getting announced. And I looked mm. at that and was like, Huh, bet they don't resolve any of the stuff in Andromeda. They're just going to completely ignore that game. They're not going to bring it up anymore. Hey, here's a new Mass Effect. There's nothing to do with that other bullshit. Yeah. So but, uh,
0: that's like overall, though. Not bad. There's actually some stuff there I'm looking forward to. I am really looking forward to Returnal. Actually, I like Housemark stuff quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah the the Evil Dead the Evil Dead game that that trailer like starts with the zoom in and I was kind of like eh, I don't know about this. And then they showed the actual gameplay. I was like, hmm. it was basically the Vince McMahon meme where I was there like in the chair yeah. going, hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, nah, it looks surprisingly good.
0: Yeah. I guess well that that kind of leaked a while back. Like Bruce Campbell talked about uh, voicing Ash for a game, but everybody assumed it was for Mortal Kombat.
1: Mortal Kombat, yeah.
0: Which actually would maybe make more sense than this kind of it would weird considering thing. Considering but... everything else they're they're putting in that game.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that Evil Dead game. Uh looking forward to more perfect Dark. I need to look up that Ghosts and Goblins thing. Uh I don't really care about what Turtle Rock is doing at
0: this point. Ah, come on
1: I actually don't care about Mass Effect at all I'm not a huge fan of the Mass Effect series I liked 2 I didn't yeah. enjoy what I played at 3 And 1, like, did not hold up Even by the time that 2 came out
0: Uh, the thing with 3 is Uh, this this is going to have an echo later In this episode I found 3 to be a perfectly fine game by itself But coming off of 2 Uh, big disappointment and uh yeah it, it makes it look way yeah. worse in comparison
1: yeah it, i don't know one of those games has actually landed well with me and the other is not so much so i don't know that like personally i'm too excited for another mass effect i think it's neat though that they're bringing it back even though andromeda really does not feel like it was that long ago i would have figured they would have put that series on ice for a while longer
0: i think it was kind of a mistake that Casey Hudson made his daughter play Tali In the third one, but you know, whatever Yeah uh, Is that time ta- Does that mean it's time for the next segment? Uh, Well,
1: don't you want to talk about What games you're playing? Because I'm no. Playing, I've played I'm playing a game And I finished uh, another game I can talk about them very quickly
0: Alright, fine, uh, no I haven't really Spyro been playing the Dragon? Anything. Great
1: it, It's the theme in my home right now is mascot platformers. So I played Spyro the Dragon off the Reignited Trilogy. That's the first time I ever played a Spyro game. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. I like Spyro. I... Spyro 2 Very is the worst Very easy one. game to... I haven't started it yet, so I don't know. But, like, Spyro 1 is a really easy game to 100%. Like, I was able to do most of the levels 100% on, like, my first go-through. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. Like... Considering I just got the platinum in Sonic Forces, having a game that is way easier to get a platinum in felt pretty nice.
0: Yeah, and you get three uh, platinums—you get one for each game. Yeah, it's it's really just getting like a bang the, for my buck. Just like the Sly Cooper collection, weird to I me. Paid they money, to <laughs> I paid my money. I'm going to get my platinum. I paid my money.
1: That's right. Um, yeah, just it, like a really.
0: The, the I really feel like how one of our really recurring good. bits is that we're <laughs> referencing an obscure song from like an offshoot Ben's <laughs> Fol- Ben Folds album.
1: <clears throat> I don't know, Ben's it fold. seems appropriate for this podcast. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, just a, like a really, the the feel of that game is fun. Um, I'm trying to pin down who the voice actor for Spyro is because it doesn't quite sound like Tom Kenny to me, but that I don't know. Like if, no, it's not. if they recast him for the Reignited Trilogy Like I know Tom yeah. Kinney didn't voice him in the first one Back in the day Tom Kinney did two and three and So it doesn't sound like him in the Reignited Trilogy But I don't think that they would be reusing the original audio for the game So I'm not sure
0: I know um, Frankie Muniz voiced him in like one of the PS2 ones I think Oh boy or Something uh, you
1: know he has no idea that he did that Now you can go up to him on the street <laughs> and be like Hey Frankie remember when you voiced Spyro the dragon Uh I'll
0: just look at you and be oh, like who's Frankie In the original it was uh, Carlos Alazraqui. Yeah yeah,
1: but I don't think it, But I don't think it's him In no. Reignited Trilogy I don't I've... think they're reusing that audio Maybe they are because I've not played the game I wouldn't know but it doesn't seem Like that's something that they would do Because then you'd have to I'd imagine you have to then pay him royalties for this new game And you'd rather just hire somebody it, new
0: It might be Tom Kenny He's listed as 1999 to present Okay it, It's it just not hitting my ear as Tom yeah, Kenny it, did, it actually did not sound like that to me either Yeah Which is interesting Because he has a really recognizable voice And I it never really even occurred to me
1: Yeah The other game I'm playing is Sonic Unleashed I hate living my life. I don't like it. Uh, I wanted to play this partly because I knew I was going to go through Sonic Forces, and I wanted a point of comparison between that style of gameplay because, I mean, the the the, the, the Wii games is what started that, but then like Unleashed is the, the first time they really ran with it as, like, this is how these games are going to play now, and it's really weird seeing that starting point and then where that style of gameplay has ended up because... Sonic Unleashed actually makes Sonic Forces feel even worse, somehow. Sonic Unleashed is a better game.
0: Larry, okay. are you still there?
1: Did you walk away? <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm just looking up uh, stuff for Spyro because I don't give a crap about <laughs> Sonic Unleashed. Here's the... I need you to understand, though, here's the weird thing about Sonic Unleashed,
1: is, like, the 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 daytime, just playing as regular Sonic, those levels are, like, very well designed. The level layout is actually pretty good. There's consistently stuff to do. There's not huge swaths of just absolutely nothing. Uh, there are unique pathways. There are different, like, you need to be very skillful to reach some of those, like, upper pathways, and oh, it's, it's, like, actually fucking good, weirdly. And then, like, you, you draw that point of comparison with Forces and how that game just has, like, absolutely no soul. And it's really just kind of neat to see how much they've completely given up trying to make video games by this point. It's wild. Uh, but then, like, the Werehog stuff is still in it, and that is really bad. Uh, I forgot how framey that game is. It runs like Cyberpunk. I think it's something to do for texture because like even in cut scenes, it runs at like 10 frames a second. It's hideous. Uh,
0: but anyway, that's it's not, what I've uh, been playing. Too bad you're not playing it on the Xbox uh, with backwards compatibility. You'd get the frame rate boost. So here's a fun thing I've also
1: noticed going back and playing this on the Xbox 360 is I think my Xbox 360 controller is busted uh cool. the compartment where the batteries plugs in is sitting somewhat loosely and so the controller will just periodically lose connection good and so you have to reseat the back of it and then hit the button again to make it reconnect so i need to buy like a new xbox 360 controller or in order to go back and enjoy my catalog of xbox 360 games uh you know buy a series x
0: i actually so think I that spent... would not be a terrible idea
1: I spent a decent amount of time last night playing that game and thinking like look, I don't want to buy a Series X for Sonic Unleashed, but I know (laughs) I have other games on this shelf that I want to play again that also probably don't run at like ideal frame rates and also this controller is kind of busted and if I were to spend money to go back and play these games, maybe I should just spend a lot of money and get the new system where the games are going to play really good and then also I can buy stuff that is coming out exclusively for that system. Yeah, so sure. I'm I'm I keep getting pushed in the direction of spend another $500 for a new console.
0: Also, uh since you would be just getting it for the first time, you could uh, do the Game Pass trick and stack up a couple of years of that for cheap.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could do that too. Like th- that's definitely part of the selling point for me is just man, Game Pass continues to be a ridiculously good deal and I'm not sure how they justify it.
0: Yeah, Dragon Quest 11 uh, is on it now. Yeah, I mean it, it's. I could gas, play,
1: but play that Master Chief Collection because I've I've got that on my account. Uh, I could go yeah. back and play and Nights again, which I've been kind of <laughs> wanting to do because that's a really good, very short game to just kind of jump into and and do a run of.
0: EA Play is also included now, so you can play like uh Shadows of the Damned or Mirror's Edge, which is what I've been getting. Ga- I I was playing Ninja Gaiden too for some reason recently. Uh, just because it was on Game Pass, I was like, yeah, I'll find out. Hey, speaking of um, like achievements and trophies that are horrible and show nothing but contempt for the player, check out Ninja Gaiden 2's achievements because it has like seven of them that are just for beat the game using only this weapon.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that sounds like fun.
0: Oh, yeah. How and long also, is
1: a run of Ninja Gaiden 2? I don't
0: know. Um, I, I can tell you I never finished the game to begin with. Great. Uh, well, those, I also just didn't really like it. Um, but also, all of those achievements, five points each. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beat the game I with d- only the nunchucks for this five-point achievement.
1: That I game has like, like 70 achievements,
0: too, or something crazy.
1: I do like going back and looking at achievements from back when like they first started to roll that system out. Yeah. And so no one quite had an idea of, like, what was fair to make an achievement out of. Like, the way that some games were built were around the idea that, realistically, no one's ever going to be able to Platinum this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, Gears of War specifically with some of those yeah. ones that's, like, killed this many numbers of enemies when there's not really any good points in the game to rack up enough kills to make that, like,
0: reasonably attainable. Like Gears still so you almost does look that at that too. set and just... Gears 5 has achievements still like that There's one that's like for prestiging Like 30 times
1: Oh Christ Yeah like by the time like Gears 4 came out I had pretty much just stopped caring About getting trophies and achievements altogether And it wasn't until I started doing Like the retro achievement stuff That I started to get back into that So now on like PS5 I'm I'm doing The thing that I think you do where Like when you hop into a new game you pull open the trophy list and you try to determine whether or not you want to spend the time on that. Yep. So I've been trying to platinum games more often. Uh, I now share the same brain disease that you have where this seems like a good way to, you know, waste my time. It or to just end depends. up hitting a game that I like.
0: You it know, just, either or. It depends on how achievable it is and also if I like the game, basically. Yeah. Spyro and...
1: was was very easy to do, and I liked the game, so spending that time actually seemed like fun. Whereas Sonic Forces was like, this just seems very doable, and I'll be able to stretch out the fact that I had to pay $20 for this thing.
0: Yeah, for, to, for me the main thing anyway. is if it mostly relates to just collecting everything, I'm much more likely to do it. Like the Sly yeah. Cooper games and Spyro and stuff, Like that's fine. It, it's yeah. when they... W- Anytime basically they include like play through it again on a different difficulty I'm usually not going to do that uh, Except for now where I'm that... doing Resident Evil 2 which actually seems pretty achievable <laughs> because also that's pretty short
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Miles Morales does that too but if you actually just skip the cutscenes and focus entirely on story missions to beat the new game plus mode it takes like three hours yeah. So it's it's also pretty doable Uh, Plus, those missions go by faster because you're taking all your progress in from the previous game. And so, like, the early missions, you're one-shotting dudes. Yeah, sure. Um,
0: But, yeah, like,
1: the Sonic Forces one was that where it was basically just collect everything. So I was like, Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to go do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sonic Unleashed, I looked at those and was thinking for a while, like, maybe I should do these. And then I started playing, like, 30-minute long Werehog stages and going, like, no, I think I'm just going to beat the game. And just fucking call it and put it on the shelf
0: Yeah, I, I think for the 360 era Like the only ones that I got all achievements in on 360 Were Arkham Asylum And Hitman Blood Money I did that too And that was it
1: I did Arkham, I got Close in XCOM uh, I think I got all of them in Deus Ex
0: Oh yes I, um, Oh no, I didn't get all of them in Deus Ex But I did get like I got both the ones for uh, not raising any alerts And not killing anybody in the same run Which, like, good enough for me I don't really care about the others
1: When I was checking on my uh, achievement progress After starting the 360 up to play Sonic Unleashed uh, I noticed Dark Souls on there And remembered that I played that game around When they were ending, like, the Windows Live service on PC So I have, like, five achievements in that thing Even though I know I beat the game Yeah so that's neat that <laughs> but i can't get the rest of those uh but yeah to, to kind of finish up what i was saying about the game i i just think it's very interesting that like by the time sonic and leech came out they still gave a shit about those games it, it's kind of weird how much stuff there is to do and that that feels at least better thought out than the games that they are currently putting out like there's a weird sort of like Unseen friendship meter with Chip that you can end up raising that changes like some of his dialogue. And, like, that's a weird, bizarre touch that they would put in the Sonic game, considering they don't give a fuck anymore about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so it's just kind of neat, I guess, as like a time capsule for me, like how they didn't quite have that style of game played down, but they were still trying. Uh, and then experiencing those Werehog stages again uh, reminding me why I ended up selling the game uh and not finishing it the first time around.
0: Well John Carpenter loves the Warehog.
1: John Carpenter can't get enough of the Warehog.
0: Yeah. Big fan.
1: Yeah. We're gonna put Shadow the Hedgehog in four three and black and white and Shadow's gonna say the fuck word. And the game will be rated M for Finally. Yeah.
0: An adult hedgehog for my adult sensibilities yeah hey
1: you want to talk about adult movies no too bad it's time for our next seg segment play the song do it i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse don't make him his only business
0: through your head you Jew motherfucker you
1: you only exist out here because of me then when you get the money you get the power then we get the power then you get the
0: war I want him dead I want his family dead
1: Goomba. Back to that Gabagool. I'll give you a beat to put the song in.
0: We're here in the Gabagool Zone again.
1: Larry Davis, I come to you on this day, the day of my daughter's wedding, to talk to you about The Godfather 3. Do you like my Vito Corleone impression? No. I've been working on
0: it. <laughs> no, I do not. Shit. I don't like any part of it. And staring in the mirror every night For an hour trying to get it down <laughs> Okay it just sounds like You caught COVID <laughs> One chicken nugget Wait what <laughs> Mc- McChicken Maybe two McChickens Cause they're a dollar You need to clean that microphone off You should
1: definitely off. clean the microphone Or you will get COVID for sure
0: yeah. Um, I watched The great.
1: Godfather Part 3 Yeah me too the COVID of the Godfather trilogy Yeah It's not very good and I don't want to have it
0: Godfather COVID The death of Michael Corleone
1: yeah. Oh Jesus um, So We've mentioned this That I've not seen any of the Godfather 3 But I am aware that it is not a good movie People do not hold this up as high as the first two Obviously uh, Unless your name is uh, Roger Ebert Uh <laughs>
0: Because he Bird gave this thing
1: like he gave it like I want to say of three or a four out of five.
0: Huh. He,
1: and he dumped on the second one when it came out. He retroactively said that the the second movie is like one of the all time greats, but like at the time he did not like it.
0: I think that but he was more really warm an, on un... the three an unpopular opinion actually it wasn't
1: no and we talked about that too how at the time the the thing that made that movie divisive for people was the split storylines and i think audiences at that time just they weren't really ready for something like that plus the slower pace of the movie i think francis, probably didn't
0: help francis ford coppola like marty mcfly saying like uh, you may not like <laughs> it but your kids are gonna love it
1: oh yeah uh, you'll come around in 10 years and everyone's going to be sucking my dick about this movie.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, And then I'll make Jack. But,
1: uh, so the third one is bad, but I also would not say it is as bad as I was expecting it to be. I guess this is sort of like the inverse of not falling for hype where I think yeah. the movie was made out to be worse than it actually is, which isn't to say it's a good movie. It's still pretty
0: bad. Right. Th- that's um, the thing. It's not terrible. Like actually, no. I would say it's probably more mediocre than anything else. It's just that in comparison yes. to the first two being so good, it makes it look extra bad. Much like Mass Effect Three.
1: Yeah, look, Sophia Coppola is in this movie a whole goddamn lot. Oh yeah,
0: so you had texted me like, there's a lot of Sophia Coppola in this movie. And I guess you thought that she was like a bit part or something, but no, she, she's like a central. She's the main character. Yeah, um,
1: and she, oh, God. <laughs> Her entire existence is to die at the end of the movie too so there's like zero character development for her well, on top of the fact that her performance is just not good
0: that and smooch cousin Andy Garcia um yeah
1: I was going to text you that too uh like boy there's a lot of incest in this movie
0: Ah, uh, you know <laughs>
1: there's a lot of Michael going like you can't be having sex with your cousin
0: they're Italian it's normal um <laughs> like that's the thing bring
1: up like oh michael's not into the old ways where i guess fucking your cousins okay well
0: michael's objection though is mostly that it would put her in danger it's not really because she's this cousin but um yeah there's a part early on where she's i don't remember what she says but she says something like why would you do this or, or something like that and It just made me think of um Neil Breen saying who am I What am I <laughs> Like it's the same sort no of No
1: more cannolis <laughs> Neil Breen screams while he <laughs> smashes cannolis On his desk
0: He found all of the most secret Vatican secrets <laughs> Just a montage of Popes falling off of staircases
1: Oh god Yeah um
0: Archbishop. Whatever. So there's
1: there's a lot more of that than I was expecting to. I did not expect that this movie would be based entirely around uh, the death of uh, I forget the Pope's name. Well known um, Pope died. This is yeah. an actual like historical thing that happened, and the, the movie tells a fictionalized account of that. It it uses that as a kind of launching point for this story. Of, yeah,
0: the whole like, um, banking scandal thing was like a yeah. real thing.
1: Yeah. And and so it, it leverages that to tell its own story and to kind of close off Michael Corleone's uh, story between all these movies. But um, there's a lot of Archbishop um, Anthony Fauci in this, which <laughs> yeah. I do like. Just chain smoking and getting more and more worried about things probably not ending up well for him. And then, yeah, by the end of the movie, getting shot and just tossed off the stairs.
0: The Very pump. obvious dummy. New Pope thinks very differently than the old Pope. Uh, yeah. I, I really like the assassin at the end who kind of looks like, um, speak of the fly teleporter pod, like a cross between Michael Caine and Ernest Borgnine. Yes. That guy was cool. Yeah. Also, uh, the weirdo I twin did. bodyguards <laughs> this is a very <laughs> yeah. strange decision.
1: I do like. Um that that whole final sequence with the uh, the opera,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: how it it is somewhat similar to the baptism scene in the first movie. Yep. Uh, the baptism scene is much more fast paced. We're moving from kill to kill to kill. Uh, whereas this one, there's sort of more going on, and it's more drawn out. It is almost like you have these. Okay, well here's the A storyline, the B storyline, the C storyline, in this like thirty minute segment of the movie. Uh, But it's still good. Like the pacing of that is still handled well. Yeah, Uh, the characters all have their own stuff going on, so each portion of that feels compelling. That one dude gets stabbed in the neck with his glasses. Yeah, that's dope.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Uh, That's um. One weird thing about this movie, though, is the turn with Connie how like before she was kind of just like a jerk and didn't really have anything to do with the family business and now she's just like hey go kill joey zaza it's fine and then in this one like poisoning um eli Wallach. what was his character's name yeah i can't remember had the cool cane with a little hand on it yeah
1: the little fist on it Yeah, Um, and he's just talking about like oh we'll make peace i'll make them understand and then like in the you know you get him in the the more like solo scenes, and he's actually like conniving and manipulative. And I
0: I really like that bit where she gives him the poison cannolis, and he's like, hmm "I don't know about this." You have a taste, and she just like barely like yeah. gets a little bit of cream off the end of it. And he's like, "Yeah, good enough for me." It starts yeah, chowing well, it must be fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: sure. Well, if you like it, I guess I'll we'll just throat this cannoli. Yeah, just
0: cram it's them all down. Amazing, didn't just.
1: Choked to death on it as opposed yeah. to getting poisoned. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, she knew he just eats real fast and that this might do him in. I don't know. But, um,
0: but it's also interesting, like, when you think about how people did not like the split storylines of the second, when this one apparently was meant to be like an epilogue of Michael yeah. Corleone. Instead, this one seems like it has a much harder divide between the two storylines, even though they're in the same. Same time period, it's not like before where you were having flashbacks to young Vito, but the whole thing with Vincent seems like it's a different movie than, like, yeah, it, it kind of seems like it mostly should have just been about Michael. Like, and it makes sense that considering how deeply Catholicism is intertwined with like mafia culture, you know, if you want to call it that, sure, that of course, like, him being guilty over Fredo in particular. Would be a major part of this. And all that stuff, I think, is really good. Um, Yeah. Also, I I like a
1: lot of Michael getting pulled back in and having to deal with his crap all jamming insulin needles in his stomach. Yeah. Uh,
0: Also, really good, I like when Vincent shoots Joe Montana and goes, Zaza, (laughs) Adam, for no apparent reason. Uh. Also, Bridget Fonda appearing was nice. I completely yeah. forgot she was in this.
1: The Zaza death scene also reminds me of the uh, flashback segment with Vito Corleone in the second movie where he uh, kills that guy in his apartment. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, obviously he doesn't murder him in the streets, but it is a very similar kind of lead up where it's like here's this well known mafioso in the neighborhood. Just kind of schmoozing with the common folk and and walking along while there's like parades and stuff happening, and then he ends up dying. Yeah, uh, by some up and coming hood. Uh, but that death scene is is of course handled differently, but it still invokes that earlier scene. Uh, also, probably intentionally, I would assume. But
0: I I do really like the bit where the guys like come into Vincent's apartment and try to shoot him, and he, he has the one guy, yeah. and he's just like. Hey, I'm going to do something, check this out And shoot something in the face (laughs) And the other guy's like, oh no Like, yeah, what what do you think was going (laughs) to happen?
1: That is the only scene that remained From the original version of Godfather 3 Really? So that is like Coppola looking at that original script That he had to just jettison all of And just being like, I really like this one scene though This is a very good scene And he's right, and that's why he kept it in the movie Uh, Yeah, the original Uh, The original version of Godfather 3 was supposed to be about like Vito in the 1930s and Sonny being played by Leonardo DiCaprio and was supposed to go over more of Vito's rise to power. And if I I remember right, that scene was repurposed from a scene with Sonny having two guys break into his apartment.
0: That makes sense.
1: Uh, Which... You know, Vincent, for a decent amount of this movie, he is uh, Sonny's illegitimate child, and he acts a lot like Sonny. He pops off very easily. Uh, He's too rash. He makes mistakes. He's getting into fights that he shouldn't be picking. Uh, But as he spends time with Michael throughout the movie, he kind of mellows out some. Uh, I thought it was (laughs) funny seeing how much he matures by the end of the movie, and then you have the voiceover of him plotting all these murders, and he's going like, Dad, fuck, I want you to... (laughs) Fuck
0: him up Yeah Well well also though It is kind of an abrupt change Like he goes from Biting Guy's ear off To like Being mostly under control uh, Without really much time Spent dedicated to that
1: They didn't They needed to have that scene Where he hung up His leather jacket And traded it out For a normal one To show his
0: evolution As a character Exactly Also I will say uh, Coppola went overboard With the oranges This time
1: I was going to mention that there's an orange in every goddamn scene I'm Yeah,
0: saying. everybody that's sitting around talking They're always eating an orange hey, Bring me some yeah. orange juice Give me an orange is, He's sitting in a chair at the end Holding an orange
1: It is to the point of parody
0: Yeah, yeah it the is The amount
1: of orange like, The the part that made me actually laugh out loud Was that final scene Where old man Michael in incredibly unconvincing makeup <laughs> Is sitting in his chair with an orange And so I was like, okay, yeah, of course he's gonna die then, I guess Yeah And he does, he just keels over, that's it The scene that really didn't even need to be in the movie I don't know why it's here, it looks ridiculous, it's terrible You could have ended that thing cutting to black on him screaming over his daughter's body And it probably would have worked fine
0: Also, uh, speaking of incest uh, Very strange how it ends with the montage of him dancing with his daughter and then his two wives Oh, well, look! <laughs> what 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 was going on there? <laughs> He's a uh,
1: a titan of the real estate industry. You know what those guys are into. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. <sighs> need
1: a need a follow up to Uh, The Godfather Three, where Michael becomes the fucking president. Ayo. That's that's a thing that they uh they bring up in one of the earlier movies, don't they? They like make an offhand comment about how Michael could become president one day. Put a Corleone in the office, I think was the line.
0: Uh, yes, when they're talking to the senator or whatever I Yeah, I believe but that was it That also reminds me, uh, this movie really suffers from not having Tom Hagen in it And I don't know if it's because yeah, Robert it Duvall just didn't want to come back Which I I would think is not the case so, because he's he, he voiced the character in, I think, both the games So what happened was
1: Robert Duvall asked for more money specifically he did not like the fact that al pacino was getting paid three to four times more than he was getting paid he i think what he said was yeah i don't mind if he gets paid like twice as much as me that makes sense but he's getting like four times my salary for this movie and i'm like a very prominent character in it why would i take on the role for that little uh and so they said fine we will kill your character off and we'll we'll briefly mention that he fucking died at some point. <laughs> yeah. And you can eat shit. And uh he later did interviews where he said, like, I don't regret making that decision. I think it was like a ridiculous deal that they were trying to give me. So
0: Well, respect to Robert Duvall. Uh yeah. The movie's way worse so because yeah, of but... it though.
1: When when you say he didn't want to do it Or that you couldn't believe that he wouldn't want to do it He's pretty comfortable with the fact that he didn't get to do it So
0: Well sure <laughs> but, but Robert but also, would disagree with you th- Well that means like He did want to do it But not yeah. for what they were doing yeah. yeah Yeah.
1: But yes it is a weaker movie for him Uh And I want
0: to say that like so there was like, a well, especially considering, like I said, so much of it is about Michael's guilt and like him confessing to the priests and stuff. That's why you would want like the conciliary there. Like, yeah, that would be yeah. kind of an important thing.
1: So I miss I misspoke about something. Uh, the the bit with like 1930s and it would have like Leonardo DiCaprio in it. I did, kind of just clicked in my head. I'm wrong about that. I think that was a different proposed sequel. I can't remember I I think that thing ended up becoming the family Corleone What? Like that book that they put out That they like sued over I think actually that is that 1930s story I want to say that became the family Corleone I'm trying to remember I read about this stuff actually like a a bit before Sitting down and watching 3 Before I watched any of the Godfathers actually I thought
0: the book was like Um, the Godfather Returns Or something
1: No I'm pretty sure it was the family Corleone Okay Whatever. There exists a Godfather story, whether it is in Coppola's head or on the pages of a book that had to do with, like, Vito and Sonny in 1930s uh, New York. But uh, there's also this sort of slightly different version of The Godfather 3 where they had certain actors they wanted to have in the movie... And Tom Hagan's character was part of that, where he was supposed to be much more of an integral part of that story. And they had to get rid of some of that stuff because they could not get Robert Duvall in it. There's also uh, like a slew of actresses that were supposed to play Mary before they went with Sophia Coppola. And the one who seemed like she was going to get that role was Winona Ryder. And then oh. she had backed out.
0: Yeah, I-, I knew it was kind of a last minute thing. Um, yeah. Which kind of explains a lot, but. Yeah. At the same time Coppola is very much into Like having his family members in the movies Like Tony uh, Shire is His Sister?
1: Is it reminded me that like Nicolas Cage is his cousin Because yep. the movie is also produced by Nicolas Cage And so like seeing that pop up at the end I was like wait what the
0: fuck And then, like wait, rewound that? for a second Was that actually him? Because I also noticed that I thought maybe it was a different Nicolas Cage Because Nicolas spells his name without a uh, an H
1: I'm pretty sure that like Nicolas Cage is related to the Coppola. Oh he
0: is He's like his nephew or something Yeah But I, and I so thought that I... was a different one Because I, I did notice like I was surprised that he was not in the movie somewhere Because pretty much everyone else related yeah. to him is
1: I don't know I, I might need to go back and look that up But it the way it struck me immediately was like The Nicolas Cage put some money into the movie And considering he's related to the Coppola's it makes sense
0: Maybe um, because this would have been after Peggy Sue got married, um, yeah. So it, it's possible. I'm not really sure, but yeah, it was. The Nicholas Cage of would Nicholas have had some.
1: Yeah. Made me wonder. Cage would have had some money to spend on projects like this, and also first edition comic books at that <laughs> yeah. point in time. So, so that's
0: true, and dinosaur skulls.
1: Yeah. Yes, uh, maybe the, the dinosaur okay. skulls might have come uh, later. It's, it's but...
0: Nicholas Gage That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Wait, what? It, yeah, Nicholas Gage with a G. That's why I was thinking it it was off. So Nicholas
1: no. Gage is the producer.
0: Yes. Okay. Also with an H and Nicholas, but yes, it's also Gage. Then
1: th- this also really fucked me up because
0: <laughs> again,
1: there is the connection to the Coppolas, and yes. so it it yeah. made sense to me. Okay.
0: Well, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing, um, because it was when I was getting up, like to turn the movie off, and saw that I was like, "Huh." Yeah, but then noticed the different yeah. spelling. At
1: but... the the exact same way, I was getting up to take the desk out and saw that. Yeah, just had a w- wait a minute moment. Yeah, I don't like. There are really good bits in The Godfather Part Three. There are segments that I like a whole lot. I like Michael like giving up. Tony and letting Tony go do his own thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like Al that... Neri sitting on the train or whatever with the box of chocolates with a gun in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do like uh, Michael starting to reconnect with Kay. I felt that they made good on that storyline. I, yeah. I think they did a good job kind of wrapping that up. That that final bit where they seem like they're actually going to reconcile,
0: <laughs> and yeah. then
1: Michael's benefactor gets killed and he's out there swearing vengeance. Uh. And Kay just overhearing it Because she still understands like Sicilian and so she's just like It just never fucking ends yeah. Like I thought I was going to forgive this guy And maybe get back in his life but like fuck that I'm going to watch this opera and then I'm getting the hell out again
0: Also like uh, you don't really Need to understand Sicilian to Understand like when they're saying like sure. Sang- Sanguine is sanguine Like yeah. that's pretty obvious
1: and uh of course the the bit at the end where the bullet goes through michael and it hits mary uh say what you will about sofia coppola's performance in the movie it's very bad Uh, but i feel that scene is just a very good scene oh yeah Uh, the actual anguish on al pacino's face is incredibly good and seeing the way that Kay reacts to it and how this is her worst fear fulfilled like it's a really heart wrenching scene. It's a perfect way to end the movie. Then they had a they had a fucking cut to Sicily, <laughs> old man Al Pacino over there. Look, I don't know what the coda is like, but I almost hope that they just reshot that scene with like present day Al Pacino because that would work.
0: Huh? I doubt it. Um... I
1: doubt that they did too. But like, think it. Look, Al Pacino is a very old man. Yeah, yeah You could bring him fact, back and have him do this one scene that,
0: that is like something where it's like It wasn't that long between part two and part three It, it was like 15 years, 16 years or something yeah. But still like you look at like Al Pacino in the second movie and this one And it's like boy that was a rough 15 years for Al Pacino yes, it was. <laughs> And we had talked previously about um, sort of the turn between like Old Pacino and current Pacino And he's not quite here yet I I'd looked at the IMDb after we talked about that And determined that the turning point Is a couple of years after this It was 92 Where he had both Scent of a Woman and Glengarry Glen Ross And like that's Ooh, uh. the dividing <laughs> Exactly you got hoo And you have over the top Pacino and Glengarry that, That's it Like from there yeah. no going back
1: those fifteen years, though, like looks like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer takes up smoking cigars with his buddies, <laughs> <Yeah>. and he <laughs> walks into Cherry's apartment and his face is all fucked up, yeah, like that's what happened to al Pacino in the intervening time between part two and part three
0: yeah well it's uh, not even that that like it is his face, but also his voice is probably the biggest thing like oh, for, yeah, in this was... movie, he sounds like current Pacino.
1: I think about that every time I go back and watch an old Al Pacino movie. How soft-spoken he is, and how I know what Al Pacino sounds like now. And yeah. like, yeah, of course, over time your your voice changes as you get older. But holy shit! Yeah. Like it. It even in that fifteen years, it's like someone did. You get like surgery on your voice box or something. Like what happened?
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> so was just. Raspy. I think it was just a heavy smoker.
1: It must be because. Yeah, he, he's he got like a definite rasp to his voice It's not that it's a bad voice No, but you no. voice is iconic Yeah more, more so now than it was when he was doing <laughs> These older films, but Yeah, it's it's such a huge change Yeah, yeah. It just always strikes me uh, when I watch Something as old as The Godfather uh, You know, when he was in Taxi Driver Sounds very, very different there Weirdly different, looks kind of different too It's got that mole, I don't know what that's about
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking of Peter Boyle.
1: Oh, yeah, I do that all the time.
0: The bald guy? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He was Enraging Bull
1: though. Peter Boyle.
0: Well yeah, he was like yeah, the short friend of Robert mm, De Niro. Yeah.
1: yeah. But uh you know, next week maybe we'll watch uh, an Al Pacino movie, like uh Dog Day Afternoon, maybe. Um
0: do you want to determine what the next Gabagool zone will be?
1: I think it's casino,
0: right? Okay. Well, it could be that or the other one we discussed. It's up to you. I think
1: casino. Look, you want to end on the movie that is the most Gabagoolish, and okay. I think that's probably Goodfellas.
0: All right, that, that's all right. Good
1: Goodfellas is as aggressively Italian as The <laughs> Godfather. I think, like to the point where it's like, yeah. Some of this feels like it's offensive Actually even though I think it's
0: Yeah Well it's Scorsese he, he can do it He has a pass yes.
1: Sure he's allowed uh, But yeah Casino is uh, A much more reserved movie When you look at it compared to The Godfathers And especially Goodfellas uh, Plus I just really want to talk about Joe Pesci Oh sure Joe Pesci screaming his head off <laughs> Through the entire duration of that movie so is what good. makes Goodfellas Yeah yeah. It's that and Ginger's character being the absolute biggest piece of shit You've ever seen on a screen That's right Like those are the two driving forces behind Goodfellas
0: Right there, So there was a montage of cyberpunk bugs recently And it ends with like somebody just like sitting in a silver car And it exploding for no reason <laughs> And so I just replied with a gif of the beginning of Casino With the car exploding Where the guy turns into an obvious dummy uh, <laughs> Good times.
1: Oh, it looks real good when you're watching it on 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> it looked
0: bad before. A dummy coming
1: through, like on DVD. Crystal clear
0: on DVD, you could tell that oh, was yeah. a super obvious dummy. I don't. It's, that's one of the weirdest decisions I've ever seen. It's weird, the they do
1: life. a cut and it's just Kermit sitting in the front <laughs> seat of the car. It's bizarre.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It ain't easy being green. Oh yeah that's, uh, that's it for the Gobblegull Zone for now. I think we'll we'll do these. Two more of them but I don't know maybe it's a Segment that when we're done with these next two we can come Back and uh Revisit it another time because there's I like mafia Movies a whole me lot me too you also like mafia Movies a lot yeah so I'm I'm always down to watch more Mafia films yep uh, But on my shelf I only, I only have those five Regrettably I, I need more uh, I guess uh On the waterfront kind of Counts though
0: A little bit I mean, know yeah, it's water more about, front, like, Teamsters and stuff. It's, yeah, I guess so. You're
1: still dealing with organized crime in it, though. But, sure. yeah, like, but on the waterfront, I think it would be harder to talk about it. There's less fascinating about that movie in the same ridiculous ways as these other five that we're talking about. Because mm. uh, on the waterfront, it's actually just incredibly good.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um I mean... There's also plenty to talk about, though, uh, with Orson Welles dunking on Ilya Kazan for ratting everybody out. Uh, sure. So, yeah. there is that. But, yes. Yeah, I
1: don't know if I got any more mafia I mean,
0: movies other than those, though. Should have gotten you The Irishman, actually.
1: Oh, yeah, I really need to see that.
0: But the thing is, I didn't want to buy that for you because like, you can just get a month of Netflix to watch it. Whatever.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: That's it for the Copa Ghoul Zone this week Yeah I had what else a retro, got, Larry? I, I was going to have a retro corner But it turns out that game is uh, Way longer than I thought it was So it'll be mm-hmm. next week I thought it was well, like 5 or week. 6 hours And what Next week though
1: Next week we're recording the Golden Grimmies the No Golden we Gazos.
0: aren't we, Week okay. after that
1: It was up at the end of the year Yeah this week we go on the twenty fourth. No, seventh. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I thought it was further on in the month than it actually is.
0: No, we still got some time. Never
1: mind. Okay. Well, today then we're talking about Act Razor and Act Razor Two. Uh, um, woo! It's a. It's the Christmas season. Uh, we just got done talking a whole lot about uh, Catholicism, uh, religion. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a. It's that time of year where, where you give your thanks To whatever higher power you believe in yeah, was uh, last Or don't month. believe in as it were Well, it's also this month but you give month's your not thanks about religion Thanksgiving well, yeah, yeah, but Okay, whatever Look, point is These games are about God And sure. you playing as God And God has a sword And God's gonna fuck up some monsters
0: That's right God yeah. is also sometimes a flying baby. I don't know how you were able to deal with that.
1: No, the flying baby is not God. The flying baby is God's, like, uh, little right hand helper man.
0: Okay. It's, uh, like an elf herald. to Santa Claus. Or, or yeah. a silver surfer to Galactus.
1: So, Act Razor is an incredibly good game. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure by this point there's a a bunch of videos of people going like oh this is like a hidden gem on the Super Nintendo a lot of people didn't play this at the time but you really got to go back and check it out it's so weird so interesting it's so good uh but what it is is a uh action platformer that is then intercut with city building so the better you do in the action stages the more citizens you can get into your cities uh and then of course you're you're clearing sections of the cities uh to populate by playing the action stages So it's broken up in this really neat way uh, That never feels like the pacing gets thrown off at all Like you spend a long time just building the city up But then when you go and play in an action stage Like it it feels good It doesn't feel discordant
0: Right It's a a cyclical thing Where each level like feeds into the other element um, Yeah Which is cool The action stages I don't like though not I don't I don't think they're very good to play.
1: I like the action stages in the first one. I think they play fine. Well, you, yeah uh, they're I think fine. that the boss fights in it are also
0: they're functional.
1: I would say that they're actually
0: good though. Like I
1: enjoy them a whole lot. Yeah alright. But Clearly, they thought that something about that first game did not strike a chord with audiences because when they put out Adraiser 2, they decided, oh, the part people didn't like about this game had to have been the city building.
0: Yeah. So they Re- removed all that. Remove everything that made it interesting and unique.
1: Yeah. It's all action stages now. Also, we made the action stages play bad. Like, they they changed the way that the character feels. The, the action stages... The difficulty actually begins to feel Unfair like you kind of just keep getting Boxed around between enemies and you have To make unreasonable jumps and it just It feels like trash on top Of losing all the stuff that made that first Game
0: unique I have not played Racer 2 to completion oh, uh, I played some of it and went No thanks not I played what I'm the looking whole for. thing
1: I played the whole thing, of course, because that's the point of this, Uh, but I would say the appropriate amount to play of Actraiser 2 is probably the amount that you played. Like, go in, (laughs) fuck around a little bit, understand the difference between the two games, and then say, that's enough. I'm shutting this off. Yeah, Going outside. Picking up a football. Video games are dead. But, yeah, like... I don't, I I wish that there were more games like the first Actraiser. Like it is kind of wild to me that that game has kind of it's gotten this love within the last few years that it probably didn't get at the time. And it's weird to me that you've not seen one of those sort of retro revival things where somebody makes a spiritual successor to Actraiser.
0: They did. They did? What? Yep. yep. What is it? Tell me. Uh I don't remember what it's called. I also don't know you... if it actually came out. Oh, if it's out yet or Any not? You more
1: ActRaiser, though. <laughs> I need you to look this up for me. Okay, I'll look. What if they're developing the game and then they delayed it because Soul they're like, "Well, Seraph. we probably need to." Okay.
0: Oh right, yes. I it's, like it's the Xenoclash people making it.
1: Oh, the sequel will be called Soul Sand Seraph, and it will remove all the city-building elements. <laughs> No one's made that joke before, I bet Huh Oh yeah, it came out Is it out. out? Yep When did it
0: come out? Uh, July 10th of last year
1: Hmm, alright I might need to look into this when the podcast is done Because I was not aware that somebody was making a Like a successor to ActRaiser I'm glad that they did I thought that that nobody was bothering to do that at all
0: I wonder though, if this Um I wondered if this had the city building stuff in it I can tell you that reviews are mixed on Steam Oh no uh, Which probably means it's terrible Yeah, it has city building stuff in it So,
1: Mm. Well, at least somebody tried Looks nice It's much like Blazing Chrome, somebody tried
0: Yeah, that's true, isn't that what's important? (laughs) Trying?
1: Sure, (laughs) yeah, I guess CD Projekt Red, they tried. Look where that got us. Francis Ford Coppola tried with The Godfather Part 3. See how that turned out. <sighs> Everything's disappointing. Especially Actraiser 2. The first Actraiser and Spyro with the Dragon are the only good things. That I have enjoyed recently. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know what there, there is to to say a whole lot about both the actors or games Because I think really the most interesting things about them are just the way that that first game played And the fact that the studio just decided to remove all the good qualities of the first one And focused instead on just making as bad a game as they possibly could for the second
0: and the first one um, also, there's not really a whole lot to say about the mechanics either Like the action stages yeah. are just... Functional, side-scroller, the city building is not really in-depth Like, it's not like SimCity or something
1: No, Uh, there was never a point where, like with SimCity I looked at all the options available to me, panicked, and turned on all the destruction settings
0: (laughs) You never said, well, I don't know how to make power get to this building So I'm going to have Bowser come in
1: Yes, I never sat down, looked at this blank plot of land, and gone Well, you gotta have a fire station,
0: first of all S- second football stadium.
1: <laughs> yes, second football stadium. Uh, residential's last. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, no. Atrazers. Uh, city building mechanics are very bare bones. And and like I said, a lot of your success with the city building is actually based on your performance in the action stages because that determines uh, how many citizens you're able to get to move in. Uh, I believe is directly tied to the amount of enemies you kill in an action stage. So if you kill all the enemies in an action stage, you can max out the populace of a given location. And so I brought up Retro Achievements earlier, and I damn near have that game platinumed on there. The one thing I'm missing is I didn't understand that mechanic of killing all the enemies to max out populace. So I have one city that is off by like maybe 200 citizens because I missed a single enemy. And that is the one achievement I'm missing is maxing out the population of all cities.
0: I bet you could do that in not a lot of time if you really, really wanted to.
1: Yeah, like I could sit down and try to bang that out. Because like the thing is, even with the city building mechanic, Adraiser is not a particularly long game. No, Uh, obviously it's longer than a a typical like side scrolling action game of that era is uh, because it does slow down for the city building stuff. But part of the stuff with the city building, too, is that once your city is complete and everything is in order and it's self-sufficient, you can kind of just dump it and move on to the next one. You don't really need to come back that much. Uh, there's not really any kind of, um, in a more micromanage city builder, you might end up getting an alert because, oh, this thing way over here that you were fucking around with a few hours ago, eh, it's, it's on fire now. Or they got the plague, or the city is now in the red and you have to mess around with it again. Like that is not really a factor in Actraiser Yeah uh, So if you're looking for a city building game too Where you can kind of shut your brain off a little bit Like Actraiser is excellent for that It's no Anno I'll tell you that much
0: Oh good You mean it's not bad
1: <laughs> It's no Anno Which means that you won't start it up And spell fuck you in in dirt <laughs> on your island <laughs> And then quit and make me scroll over to see what happened.
0: <laughs> well, look, you made me buy that game. You deserved it.
1: I do. I mean, this happened. And then after that, the you were like, death.
0: oh, yeah, also, that actually is a bad one. It was not a good ano. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, so guess what? Bad Once bitten, twice shy, not falling for it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're missing out. That last hand, it was really good. Apparently. The last one is probably the best one. Yeah. Oh, you know why? Because the last Anno they put out, they actually bothered to put in a decent tutorial for people who have never played an Anno game before, so it actually makes sense.
0: Yeah, okay. They they I...
1: put in a story campaign that is entirely designed around acclimating you to Anno's weird intrinsic bullshit.
0: I mean, I I would get it if it gets cheap enough, but
1: yeah, yeah. I I swear by that last one. I, I would think by now if it were actually a bad Anno game I have the same amount of time Between me as uh, like 2033 or whatever it's called Where I'm like okay yeah that's, that's bad
0: Okay uh, Yeah that, the future one Well there it's were a lot good. Of future ones was Yeah they're one, kind of all over the there place There was the I one that was like underwater Right I want to say that
1: was an expansion for that one though Maybe
0: But that was a a different future one than the one I played, right?
1: Remember when they put out that Civilization game, but it takes place on
0: different planets? And it wasn't very good. Yeah, beyond Earth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's basically just hey, we made a bad version of Alpha Centauri and also a bad version of Civilization at the same time.
0: Yeah. Enjoy. (laughs) Remember Uh XCOM Chimera Squad that came out this year? No,
1: actually, I forgot that they came out this year. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, uh, Yeah, I I like city building games a whole lot. I also really enjoy 16-bit era action platformers, so ActRaiser is a perfect marriage of those two things for me. Uh, not very complex in either, either regard, so it's also you know very easy to kind of approach, just play it on an afternoon. Uh, bummer about ActRaiser 2. Uh, I give ActRaiser 1... The number one for the best. Out of And one. the Act Razor 2, it's just number one. It is the best Act raiser. Okay. And Act Razor 2, I give a number two for this is the second best Act Razor, but also that means it's the worst because there's only two Act Razors.
0: It's also dookie like number two.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: I get it. It is. <laughs>
1: That bit where uh, in the lighthouse And they pan over to the chamber pots And they're just full of shit That's Razor 2 <laughs> And then I'm out there I'm I'm holding them They're spilling all over my hands I gotta dump Razor 2 out into the ocean where it belongs And I turn around and I see Actraiser 1 Sitting on the beach and has a huge shark vagina And for some reason I fuck it I just fuck the shit out of it
0: George just watched the lighthouse In case you couldn't tell <laughs> Finally got around to it
1: Lighthouse making me think some weird things man
0: Well yeah yeah. It's uh, The best movie of last year
1: (laughs) Yes Sure I actually Like I struggle to think of what exactly came out Last year that I watched uh, Because movies seem like a
0: Thing from some sort of begotten time I mean last year it was basically Like that and Uncut Gems Both of them like came out at the end of the year
1: But Larry what about Avengers Endgame
0: yeah, what well, about it?
1: the uh, Last major blockbuster to come out in movie theaters It's "What Killed Them." Well, they're done. It's no like more blockbuster movies. Oh right, of course. Yeah, it's one of the highest-grossing uh, non-Marvel superhero comic movies. Book <laughs> movies. Yeah, superhero movies of
0: 2019. 2020 uh, came out this year. Do you know Tenant?
1: Is Tenant spelled backwards? What? Christopher Nolan is doing like a bunch of interviews recently And god I wish he would just shut the fuck up (laughs) There's one of him just going like I think audiences have yet truly appreciate Bane Yeah (laughs) Tom Hardy's performance was so good It's all in the eyes It's very artistic
0: Meanwhile Zack Snyder is talking about How his Justice League will be rated R Because Batman says the F word in it
1: the actual quote for that, too, is so good because it's, like, really easy to imagine Zack Snyder's, like, tone and dictation for it. Like, yeah. here's one piece of information nobody knows. The movie's insane and so <laughs> epic and it's probably rated R. That's one thing I think will happen. That'll be rated R version for sure. We we haven't heard from the MPA yet, yet but th- uh, that's my gut. Uh, there's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb. Cyborg is not too happy. I know, because they had the shot of Cyborg in the window.
0: I hate staring Zach out Snyder. at the lighthouse. I hate and then him he so sees much.
1: Defoe's taking all of his clothes off. And Cyborg's like, "What's going on in that lighthouse?" I need to know.. <laughs> uh, the death of cinema is like legitimately one of the greatest things to come out of
0: 2020.: Yeah, it's great. I'm gonna be able to watch Godzilla Uh, vs. Kong at home
1: Ah, you heathen It's meant to be watched on the big screen Don't care
0: Don't care Why not? Don't care Why do you hate the artistry of cinema? I like watching movies in quiet
1: I like being able to eat a cheeseburger while I watch a movie Instead of just dry popcorn Ugh get kernels like tonsil stones and I have to go to the ear nose and throat doctor and then it's a whole fucking thing where they put a camera up my nose this is based on a real experience I'm oh. tired and I hate everything and I'm going to go play Atres or two good good night dinosaurs or
0: whatever the fuck i say saw it all.